guys. Welcome to the Save Continue podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games and video game-related stuff. I'm Shanae Howard, and with me is Ryan Robinson. Hello. Good to be here. Hey, Shanae, I bet you didn't know that I had this with me. Oh, are you drinking alcohol? Or is that soda in a wine glass? Uh, use your your illusion, buddy. It's alcohol. Uh, I went, so we saw my mom for the first time, almost literally since the pandemic began. And uh, actually sitting in the same room together and everything. About a good 10 feet apart, mind you. Wearing masks, mind you. Uh, but she had this gift basket that someone gave to her for probably something real estate related. And yeah. It had real estate and car and like auto sales love yeah. giving wine. There was, well, it was a gift basket with three bottles of wine in it. Uh, some meats, cheeses, crackers, and these really good cookies that are key lime pie flavored, which, um, I like a lot. Key lime coolers, they say. Uh, most of the most of the stuff in that in that basket looks like stuff I would not like to eat. Like there's a box of something that looks like Gardettos, and I really really don't like Gardettos. So, but I don't want to disagree with you on that. Gardettos are delicious. I just I can't get behind it. Like I would see people who is it too crunchy for you? Like little baby teeth. I think honestly, I think see, number one, everybody that I've ever worked with has been a really big fan of Gardettos. So, mm-hmm. but even still, their favorite part, their favorite Gardetto piece is the rye chip, which is also my least favorite piece of all the pieces that I hate in, the, in those Gardettos bags. So. <laughs> of all the ways I hate Gardettos, it is the one I hate the most. It's just like, when, it's one of those uh, snacks that I, like people love and I just, I don't get it, like corn nuts. <laughs> I hate corn nuts. I, I also love corn nuts. Maybe it's a white person thing. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so much that it's a white person thing. So much. No, it's, it's not. Like a person, but I mean, like bad I, taste thing. I I think that you are the one of the people with bad taste because generally people love that shit. Yeah, maybe. But man, I just these they're just things I don't like. Like I don't like Cheez Its. What about the extra toasty kind? I don't. Those I are the top notch Cheez Its. I didn't know that. The only time I've ever actually enjoyed Cheez Its. I was stoned. Uh, well, well, it's probably one of your problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't really like a lot of... I, I'm a very picky eater, though. Like, people love Thanksgiving food. I hate that shit. I hate Thanksgiving food. Um, it, what do you mean I haven't had good Thanksgiving food? All of it is the same. It's all brown and dry and lame. And... Maybe... Maybe your family's just, like, bad cooks. Because, like, I normally don't like a lot of veggies or, like, certain preparations and stuff. But, like, all of Thanksgiving food I can get down behind. Like, so, my mom knows me really well. And she knows that ever since I was a kid, I've hated Thanksgiving food. And so she would always, every year, she would be, she would think of, like, an alternate. She's like, I know that you want an alternate, an alternate item. So tell me what you want, and I'll make it so that you can have your own thing. Uh... Sometimes it's burgers or whatever. I have burgers on Thanksgiving. Nice. But uh, so we went to, we went to my mom's house uh, last week uh, or last weekend rather. And she had all the Thanksgiving food. <clears throat> and she was like, here, Ryan, this is for you. And she had two hot dogs 
that she <laughs> prepared for me. And, like, that was my Thanksgiving dinner was two really big hot dogs. So it was pretty it was pretty rad. So I found bad. I was into it. But like I like I would love Thanksgiving. That's very kind. If Thanksgiving meant like we're gonna eat more pizza today than any other part of the year. Thanksgiving would be great. But it's that's never just that a sad day. It's just when you're being a sad boy, that's when you eat it's too never much that. pizza. But like people want to eat dressing and it's delicious. I, I, I green bean casserole. I, oh green that's love the it. worst. I hate I hate well. I'm not a big casserole guy to begin with, but sweet potato casserole. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, Thanksgiving bums me out, and not just for the the part about the Native Americans, but it's the food that really gets me. Um, um it's the worst I, holiday. I also uh, went to my parents' socially dense, uh, distance mass, all that. And, um, but I just ate the Thanksgiving food yeah. and then, uh, brought pumpkin and pecan pie. Pecan pie I can get down with. Pumpkin pie I can get down with. I'm a big fan of pies. I'll eat. H-E-B pumpkin pie? Great. I had someone like, like talking mad shit to me about like, they're like not making a pumpkin pie. I'm like, yeah, I'm picking it up from H-E-B. They're like, oh, well that's fair. Yeah. That's okay. That yeah. is the acceptable store bought one. Yeah. So I just recently found out that pear pie is a thing. I didn't know that. So I want to try a pear pie. I've had baked pears, but now I want to try a pear pie. But pies are pies are the are the best dessert. So next Thanksgiving I want all pies. I want an all pie Thanksgiving. That's what I want. Like a turkey pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pot pie yeah we're just gonna eat <laughs> we're gonna eat frozen pot pies for thanksgiving <laughs> and honestly i would be cool with that actually if if someone was like hey come over to my house for thanksgiving we're just having pot pies i would actually be all for it but it's the and other it shit has that a I lot like. of the, like thanksgiving food in it just yeah. in a different way well that's the thing too is that it's like i also like everybody loves mac and cheese i cannot stand mac and cheese i don't know I don't know. What about the Hawaiian rolls, like the sweet rolls? Uh, those are good, but they're not like those are. Those are. That's the, that's another thing about Thanksgiving is that all of that food exists year round, right? So why do we have to pick this day to put all these boring ass foods together? A, because a they're not boring ass foods. Okay. And b, um, tradition at this point. Sure. And family memories. Sure. And see, like, people do try to diet and watch what they eat. Yeah. So some people do really live for the holidays where it's like, I'm going to eat all this shit. Speaking of dieting, I've lost over 20 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's from I, not eating all that Thanksgiving food. Yeah. And, <laughs> or, like, not eating, I don't know, I've been eating in moderation a lot. And I've been making sure I'm not ingesting too many calories. I am doing intermittent fasting. Uh, and all that, but I started at 220, right? Which is, you know, I was a, I was getting to be a big fella, and now I'm below 200 pounds. So, go me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out like, like uh, so many, so many people in my family have. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm in it for the long run. So. It's good. But that's, um, that's where I stand on that stuff. Well, yeah. We don't we don't get extra lives in like this thing. I mean, you know? some people believe differently. 
but I believe Fair. you only have one go around. Um, um, but yeah, what games have you been playing, though? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, uh, so I have actually been playing quite a few games this week. Uh, so we're still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, that game is really that game is really big. It's really big, and uh, uh, how annoyed with the game are you right now? Not, not really. Um, so most of the so I'm trying to get the platinum in that game, and it's just it's got some it's got a couple of really really dumb trophies that like I'm just like what is what are we doing here? Like there's a trophy that <laughs> what uh, is the point? Well, there's a trophy that involves <laughs> you uh, be you have, you have to be on fire, right? And okay. while you are on fire. You have to kill three enemies without breaking their shields while you're on fire. Like what? Like what the hell is that? Like most of the other trophies that I've encountered so far have been pretty reasonable, but that one is just dumb. And uh, I want to get it out of the way so that I don't have to worry about it. Because that's the thing is like everything that I'm doing, like thinking about that trophy is just nagging me in the back of my mind. <laughs> And I feel like I have to just get have, that one I out of the way. I need to find some fire and then three guys without shields. So what I've been doing is... No, see, like, that's the thing is they have to have shields, I think. What? Uh, but, like, so there are guys that have shields that are made out of wood, which, you know, dumb. And there are guys who have shields that are made out of metal, which can't be broken. And so... Yeah, if we learned anything from the three little pigs, we really want that fortified. <laughs> right, and the, another thing, too, is that, like, the game... The trophy also requires that that enemy be at least 40 levels above yours so that they register as a hard enemy or an overwhelming enemy. And so what I did, or tr what I tried to do, which didn't give me the trophy, what I tried to do is I stood on the roof of a house that had a straw roof. I took out a torch, threw the torch down onto the roof so the roof got nice and hot, and I stood in the flames while shooting, my, well, yeah, while shooting my bow and arrow at fellas. Uh, the game didn't see, like, I killed three guys, but the game was like, no, 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 no. You have to get these three guys, not those three guys. So it's been a time. But. Uh, Sounds infuriating. Yeah, the story is. Uh, so Assassin's Creed, I feel like, since Origins, has really, really, like, really laid it on thick with, like, the mythological shit. Like, it was a little bit more subtle in uh, Origins, and, like, a lot of that stuff was relegated to DLC. But uh, in Odyssey, it was part of the main campaign because you find harpies and gorgons and shit. And now I have gone to, in this game, I've gone to the titular Valhalla, meeting the likes of Thor and Loki and Freya and hanging out with them. So, okay. Uh, so, it's, like, it's you cool, no longer though. an assassin? You're just going to be, like, a god and chill with them? Well, so, okay. <laughs> so the game lets you... Choose between so the main character's name is Avor, <clears throat> and you can be Lady Avor, you can be Guy okay. Avor, or you can let the Animus decide. And so, it, according to the in-game description, it will decide which gender you are based on which memory stream is strongest. I won't. It does have a definitive way that it does pick. I'm not going to tell anybody just in case they don't want to get spoiled. But uh, it's not as it's not random like I thought it was going to be. Or it's not influenced by things that you do, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just I I you play you play through it, and you're just 
you're you're just you're Eivor trying to do stuff to take over England for your Viking clan. You know, like apparently they did. I'm not a look. I'm not a historian, so I don't I don't know if any of this is true. But uh, there are assassins. Oh, Loki, Freya, all of them true. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I got a I got a thing with the this smoke detector is really hold on. <coughs> you gotta you gotta finesse it like so. Okay. Ryan, you're giving a really great view right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, by the way, guys, if you want to see that, what that looked like, you can, yeah, you can uh, watch us on YouTube if you're not already. Gut on the internet. Um, that bubble butt. <laughs> but um, so there are assassins, but in this time, they're not called the assassins yet. They're called the ah. hidden ones. Ah, yes. But uh, they gave not the rogues, hidden ones. Yes, the hidden ones, and they give you. Uh, they give you a hidden blade, but Eivor is like, no, I'm not wearing it under the wrist. I'm going to wear it on top so I can punch with it because that's what they want to do. Uh, okay. So they go with – so they, they're part of this whole plot to take over England with the Vikings, and there are other Vikings there that don't like you. And then there are English people there who also don't like you, and you're just trying – you're doing raids and – uh, it's it's a lot. There's a lot to do in that Just game. Just trying to be the best Viking you could be. Honestly, I am. Uh, I am. <laughs> but uh, the game is cool so far. I, I do enjoy playing it. I just I think that there's so much side stuff that I've I'm I'm kind of running into the same thing that I ran into with Odyssey, where I'm putting a lot of hours in the game because I'm at over 50 hours at this point. But I'm pretty sure I'm nowhere near done with the story because I've just been doing so much side stuff. It has you doing all these collectibles and there's all these side quests. Um, so there's a lot is to it do. Play, is it like a like where like all the enemies scale up with you, or is it pretty easily where like if you do a lot of the side quest and like then go back to the story, you're just gonna demolish it? Like you're already past that. So the 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 map is broken up into like recommended like each area of the map has a recommended level attached to it. Okay. So depending on where you are, uh, is gonna and what level you are you're at is gonna determine you know how easy or difficult of a time you have with fighting the, the enemies in that area. Um, True. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of game. And I feel like this, this is a, it's seeming longer than Odyssey at this point, which is I feel like that's the trajectory that Assassin's Creed is going. We're just going to keep making the games bigger and bigger and bigger uh, until at some point, I feel like at some point they're going to go into the realm of, it being like a live game to like like with the likes of Destiny and things like that, where it's just persistently online. There's always shit to do because uh, they're already trending toward the whole games as a service model. You could, I guess you could make an Assassin's Creed MMO. Yeah, I was. Uh, Kaylee had mentioned that kind of recently, and I was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, because then everybody's an assassin, so yeah. it doesn't fucking matter because you just know that everyone's trying to kill you. I mean, you. if we're all assassins, none of us are. But um, <laughs> it's just how we it's, it's how the culture is, mm -hmm. which, by the way, we found out through doing a little bit of independent research that oh. that Eivor is actually a traditional Scandinavian girl's name. Uh, so we were looking on like we were looking at like I've heard a couple I've I've read a couple of comments from Norwegian people who are like, it's really weird to play as the guy named Eivor because it's like have it's like playing as a woman 
named Bill. Uh, and I was like, and it's funny. <laughs> Love that. It's funny because, like, as Americans, that sounds like a very masculine name to us. But uh, based on their conventions, apparently, it's a very feminine name. So, uh, but you know, gender is a construct. So stay woke. But um, <laughs> so I've been playing I that, and uh, I've also I did I defied myself, and I purchased Borderlands Three. Oh. Uh, Tango goes away for a little bit and comes back to Borderlands. (laughs) So, like, I've been curious about it for a while, and I was like, and like, I've heard so many people talk about it in the way that, like, just the writing in that game is just insufferable. And uh, so far, they're fucking right. Uh, I was like, were they correct? (laughs) It's just like, and I think that 40% of why I was sure I was never going to buy that game is is that claptrap guy. You know who that is? The little yeah, fucking robot? Yeah, no, I feel that. That guy is just... I wish you could kill it. So annoying. Like, every... And, like, what kit, what gets me is that he was obviously written to be funny, and whoever wrote his lines thought that they were really funny, but it's just so annoying, and I hate him, and he just... I just hate him. Or the person who wrote him is a troll, and is like, I'm about to write the most annoying sidekick People are going to think this is so funny, but fuck them. <laughs> I wouldn't presume to give anybody that much credit, but that is possible. Um, but I will say this. To its credit, so far, like, I put only, like, an hour into it. But so far, the actual gameplay is pretty cool. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, if It's just, it's more Borderlands, honestly. But they've added some new things to, like, the way guns work and... Uh, the new pa- the new skills that I've run into so far seem seem neat, but um, yeah. So I haven't really put. So as long as you mute it, it's not that bad. I think that's honestly the way to play it. I think honestly the way to play that game is on mute, and just just kind of just a game to play where you want to shoot stuff and be mindless for a while. Um, I don't know. I I'm at this point. I'm kind of wondering if I'm gonna finish it, just because of like I feel like with a game that like that puts so much stock in its writing and its dialogue and for it to be that bad out the gate, it's kind of, it's feel like it's going to be hard to deal with, but maybe I'll just play it on mute, get through the campaign and then just never play it again. I don't know, but it was on sale. So I figured I would give it a shot. Um, Or you can like download it, like put it on a thumb drive and then just set that thumb drive on fire. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Uh, But I think the game that I was most excited to talk about this week was, um, so I have you heard of a game called Sunless Skies? That sounds vaguely familiar, but um, I cannot put a picture or concept to the name. Right. So g- no. Okay, so there's a uh, there's a tabletop universe called Fallen London, and mm-hmm. based, yes, you're aware of that. Yes. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, and Shanae, feel free to like amend anything that I say because I'm I'm. Oh no no no! I have not played it, but um, a group that I used to play Pathfinder with, yeah, they had another group where they played it, so I know of it and like some of the story by proxy, but like. Yeah, so the basically the premise of Fallen London, from what I gather, is in the timeline of this game, twenty years before, a bats appeared and stole London away and took it to some of some other plane of existence. Uh, deep within the like deep below the crust of the earth and that's where it is and there's all sorts of I'm loath to use the term Lovecraftian because I don't feel comfortable with putting that bigot's name on anything that he's inspired uh, Core? 
I would say like it's more like a cosmic horror kind of thing. I like saying that because it just it feels better. But it's like it's very much that kind of vibe where there's all sorts there's all sorts of stuff with like horror and madness and and stuff like that. And um, so yeah, so Sunless Skies is a follow up to Sunless Sea, uh, which is um, so in Sunless Skies you're basically this uh, you're this captain on board of a locomotive that sail that like travels amongst the stars in the sky and uh and you're just traveling to a bunch of places trying to like it's trying to fulfill uh sort of trying to fulfill a mission while also uh trying to survive and and you know make sure you have enough food and fuel to get where you're going and um you know as those things dwindle mm-hmm. then you come into like conflicts where uh, when you run out of food, well, now I got to make a hard choice about what to do after I run out of food. Snowpiercer, you're looking yeah. like more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but like, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of dialogue in the game where you're where you make decisions um, about to eat the babies or not, to, whether or not to eat the babies. So far, there are no babies to speak of. Um, mm, but that's uh, a problem. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of like, it's it's like. There's a lot of uh, talks of, like, it focuses a lot on, like, the aspects of, like, greed and betrayal and people going nuts under, you know, really bad circumstances and making decisions, like, you find, like, a re- another wrecked locomotive and making decisions on whether, on like, how, like, whether or not to scavenge it or look for supplies on it and doing, doing either comes with its own set of risks and you have to make decisions that are uh, the success of which are determined by dice rolls. For example, like I went on a locomotive and there was a piece of debris that was blocking the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I was given the opportunity to make a choice like, well, do this dice roll and you can determine, you'll determine whether or not you're successful in moving the debris. I failed the dice roll and the debris fell on one of my crew members who was on the locomotive with me and he died. Uh, so you're a murderer. <laughs> Uh, sure. By proxy, yes. Um, and it's just a lot of stuff like that. So, and it's a very, it's a very interesting game because I, I, I feel I consider myself to be a, you know, for the most part, a pretty positive and upbeat guy. But like, I'm, I'm very much drawn to stuff like that. Like, that's like story, uh, uh, uh kind of storylines that are like very bleak and kind of like filled with like. Stuff you know, desperate struggles, I mean, and things like that, and I mean, you did like Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, well, I mean, like yeah, stuff like Darkest Dungeon or Dark Souls stuff that is like very like that focuses a ominous, lot, like ominous, and like it focuses a lot on like struggle and the 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 aspect of futility that is involved with like the str- like these insurmountable struggles that the character faces, and it's it's all stuff that's very fascinating to me. But um, yeah, I put in I put a few hours into the game so far. And I do like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm hoping to actually finish a, a complete run of it in the coming week, and uh, see how far I can how far I can get. Because I from the way that I'm the the mode that I'm playing it is like if if your captain dies, which is you, if you die, then you got to start over. Uh, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing how far. I, I, can I just get a, I, I just get a new train to. To go through the skies through. Yeah. Got it. And it's a, actually, it's a very <laughs> cool idea. Like, just the object, the idea of, like, a train, like, just flying through the sky. And it's like, like, they don't ever, I don't, for, 
I haven't gotten that far into the game yet, but they don't explain like how or why that is possible. But they do very much touch on um, like, science. <laughs> well, they, I don't know. They t- they touch on the the idea that like a lot of like stuff from the old world doesn't really apply. Like like time isn't really reliable because like you, the time in one spot could be different from the, another spot. And there's a whole thing where like there's this group of people who are in charge of like making sure all the clocks are fa- are staying the same time and. Uh, Got you. It's 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 a really neat game, and I. I I think that uh, I think that I would like to see more games that like are based on things like like this. So, uh, Sunless Skies. There's a bunch of tabletop games I've played that would like make really good video games, and then like you know like the like the Warhammer tabletop one, and like yeah. all the Warhammer games that have happened. I mean, people love them. Yeah, and I think the big problem with like because I think that Warhammer is a really good. Like, I don't know a whole lot about Warhammer, but, like, from a surface level, from what I've seen of Warhammer, I was like, man, this is, like, all really good video game material. But the problem, I guess a lot of other people had that idea, too, which is why there are so many fucking Warhammer games. And it's it's hard to know, like, which ones are good because they're, like, they're all over the place because they just, like, they just give that license to anybody, so, I guess. And yeah, I played, like, one of the, the MMO, or and, like, I was, like, and uh, it was probably my, like, my least favorite time, at least like socially, in an yeah. MMO ever. Everyone was so mean, and well, I was I, just like, "I have to imagine." I mean, like I that. played, I played LOL. I I tried playing. I mean, those are MOBAs, but I tried playing LOL. I tried playing Han. Yeah, Warhammer was so mean. I just feel like, well, it's because it's likely my my guess is that it's likely full of people who also play the Warhammer, Warhammer tabletop game. So they're just like, well, if you don't know what this is, you're fucking trash and you're an idiot. Or it's people. Or people that have got too too mad and wow, yeah. everyone hated them, and they're like, "Fine then, I'll go to this other game and gatekeep this game." I just like anybody asked for help, or I try to like interact with, and be like, "Hey, like they, they were just like nobody was down," and I was like, "All right, cool." What's I fun- guess this is what's funny is that that's one of those MMOs that came that came about like in a post World of Warcraft world where like. Most MMOs that came out after World of Warcraft were like doomed to fail, so it just seems <laughs> it like it can't be stopped. It just seems like those guys were all up their own asses for no reason, really. Uh, Berto just spent six days trying to get this like fire horse thing. Uh, what's it, what does it do besides exist and be on fire? Uh, it is a mount. Okay. It is a skin for a mount. Okay. That, and that's it. I see. Okay. And uh, for like six days in a row, he had to go to this like one spot there, mm-hmm. and then put a horseshoe on this horse that would show up every like, um, uh, like two to three or like one to two hours. I think it's two to three hours, and for five minutes, and you have to do that every single day for six days, and like put a horseshoe on this horse. That's just and that, so like, just... so Bray would just like have to go like camp out somewhere, and then like people. And if, like, he missed it and there wasn't, like, a lot of people around, then he'll go, like, go do something else and then come back. But, like, you don't know when that five-minute time span is going to happen. Yeah. The, I feel like World of Warcraft especially, like, look, I haven't played World of Warcraft for a while. But I remember it being so full of, like, just bullshit like that. And, like, just so many fucking time wasters. Like, I remember... Have there was... to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was that, <laughs> We're like... We're doing it. 
doing it so, that, so nobody can just like stay on the service and and you know they'll have to take breaks bitch you're doing it so we have to come back <laughs> yeah and like and also like i i have gotten to the point and i think in assassin's creed has really kind of just pushed me to the tipping point with this stuff where i think that quests with drop rates are trash uh i remember a quest in that game where they wanted me to get the hooves on some animal and like not every animal gave it to me and i was like i can see the hooves right there just let me have them you mean to tell me that this thing is walking on those hooves, and when it dies, those hooves are no longer available for me to take? That doesn't make any sense. I, d- I destroy them this many times. Yeah. All four. And I feel like cool. if you're gonna if you're gonna do a drop rate, don't like make it like something stupid like twenty percent. Just I don't know. I just I have a whole rant about drop rates and how how bullshit. They, I think that was just meant to pad out my subscription to make me stay subscribed for longer, and they got me. For seven years, they got me. So. Uh, oh yeah, were you playing? Uh, I didn't, kind of started talking about that, but uh, was there anything else you've been playing? I'm back into Mortal Kombat. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back into Mortal Kombat, uh, and I am surprised to find that I am still garbage. So. <laughs> I don't know why that's surprising, but uh, but yeah, I'm back I mean, into it's... that, so it's cool. I'm 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 into it. I'm 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 excited to be like I had fallen out of love with Mortal Kombat for a while because I just I felt like for as well made as that game is, it was lacking the character that I felt Mortal Kombat 10 had, and um, but I'm back in it. And I feel pretty good about it, so we'll see how long this lasts. Um, who's the uh, Who's the guy you've been playing as? But you're like upset that you're playing as him. Oh or no, the I'm DLC, not the newest DLC so guys. I'm not playing as Rambo, but oh, I've seen a lot but of. You wouldn't be mad to play play him. <laughs> I just I just don't understand why he has to be as good as he is. That doesn't. That's not okay. I don't agree. Actually, no, it, sir. It was funny. No, I, sir. I played against a Rambo. Uh, player recently and I did a fatality on him and it was actually very unsettling for the first time in 30 years I'm very unsettled by a fatality in Mortal Kombat and because it was just weird because like it's Sylvester Stallone's likeness and his voice and I felt like in some way I was like killing a real guy and it just felt weird to I'm me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Stallone. I'm sorry. It's Look, I don't have personal. any I don't have any actual <laughs> loyalties to Sylvester Stallone, but it was a very weird, strange feeling. Well, yeah, but you don't want to kill him. I absolutely do not. Not in real life. It was just it was just <laughs> weird like because he did all the he did all the voice work for the character and like that that includes like the screams of pain that that character lets out. It's just, it's just very, it was very, it's very jarring weird, but uh, they recently released uh, skins for three characters for Johnny Cage, Raiden and Sonya to where the, those skins are the likeness likenesses and voices of the actors from the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie. And that's really cool. Cool. Yeah. I like it. So uh, that's, that's mainly it. The other thing I I, I played, I'll I'll save for later, but yeah, it's really. Um, it. What about you, Shanae? So, uh, I've had a honestly pretty crazy week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but even then, I tend to stick with the game for a while. So, Divinity 
obviously. What's the Divinity update? It's the time for the Divinity Minute. Um, so I'm in ARCs. Um, not too long ago, I fought a Sea Kraken that I missed the last time. Um, or the first time I played. Um, I just defeated the Doctor. And who was the doctor? Then I, um, so he, what was he doing? Oh, he's a demon. Cool. Uh, he was a, uh, I cannot say the name. It's like A F R M V K D. Oh, it's not, it's like, not for it's, human tongues. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has a demon name. And <laughs> his name is Damon. Uh, and, uh, like one of the characters in the thing also has like a demon inside of her. Because, cool. like, every... I, I think I, pr- I remember that character. Like, she has, like, a... She calls it a, pa- a passenger or a visitor or something. Yeah. Um. So, like, for her stuff, we have to go, like, fight the doctor. Yeah. Um. I found, like, a really fun way online to do it. And because the first time I went in, I didn't, like, know that I was in the doctor's thing. And then I like, was talking to him. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm talking to the, this guy. So I got blocked from the, his mansion. So I had to find a way in. I feel and, like uh, um, the statement "we have to fight the doctor" is a commentary on our healthcare system. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a demon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I don't know if you remember like the pyramid transporters. No. Like you, got, you would end up getting four of them eventually, and so like you could just like go to those different areas, like yeah. if you had one. Um. So I put one inside of this like fish crate, and then I had like a scroll. Where if I like cast it on this barrel, it would go to the doctor. So I put the transporter there, and then just transported my ass to his office. And <laughs> okay. Um, and then I went back and killed him. Cool. And then uh, this game sounds wacky as hell because I have no context for any of this stuff. So it just sounds like I know. Really I, wacky. I, I was like, so, so the sea kraken and the doctor were only a couple hours apart. <laughs> <laughs> Like less than ten for sure, and then I and then in between that, I, I found I, I came across a wedding that had been attacked by void creatures um, from some dwarves, uh-huh. and I had to go talk to like the groom because of the queen of the dwarves, Justina. Uh, some some shit's going on with her, and I had to go talk to him about it. For sure. Um. So like that's that's also a thing that happened rapidly. <laughs> I like yeah. I I've said it before. Like I know other people have had it. Like it is so much like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Well, uh, like Divinity, made into a like, video game maybe better I, than like any other like Western RPG I've played. Maybe I'm wrong, but because I know that Neverwinter Nights like explicitly says this is the version of the dungeon. This is the rule book that we're using from Dungeons and Dragons for this game. Does does Divinity come out and say stuff like that? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean I haven't read anything where like the developers like said like yeah. hey we're but it's just like it's one of those things where you can play as serious as you want. You can have like some other like fun characters. You can like kind of end storylines and one of them can just go become a tree. Cool. Um that's the way to play it. <laughs> uh like you can like I like I think I've brought it up before, but there's like a video of a guy where he's like finds out that you just put like barrels instead of barrels instead of chests and if you have a gold chest you can just put everything into telekinesis and then just one shot everything in the game if you make it heavy enough cool uh and if you put it like an ornate gold chest then like it's indestructible so like you have the ultimate weapon 
And there's a lot of just, like, things like that that you can do with the game. Or you can, like... I mean, the first game we kind of played, because we thought it was going to be harder, like, trying to do, like, min-max stuff and, like, do, like, specific builds. But now we can just kind of do whatever. So I'm just... My character just... Um, my, me and Birdo's game, because it's just so overpowered. Yeah. I just have all of the things. Now, I know that, <laughs> that game supports, like, custom campaigns and stuff like that. Have you have you messed around with that stuff? Uh, I don't know if it does, like, necessarily custom campaigns. I Because I've only chosen, like, actual, like, made characters. Yeah. I don't, like, based off what you have to do with arcs, like, I don't see there's any way that, like, where you go would change. I can yeah. see where stories would be different. Um, because like you don't have like certain like things on there. Yeah. But like I mean, and if every every like all the characters have like a god. Yeah. That is, so it's like all essentially the same story. Yeah, I remember I played I played it I played it briefly a couple of years back, and I was an undead character, and uh and like for people who don't know like undead characters in in Divinity Two are basically like walking talking skeletons. Uh, which, yeah. is, which is very cool, but like the thing about my about playing is, I had to make sure that my face was covered at all times. Otherwise yeah, people would freak otherwise out. Otherwise, they get <laughs> yeah, everyone get everyone gets scared and scream and run away. Yeah. Also, like poison stuff heals you. Death fog can't kill you because you're a skelly. Yeah. Um, it is definitely definitely not shown in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game is probably outlawed in China, but uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of skellies. Um. But then also, uh, I think I mentioned it last time. My mom and dad got an early Christmas present. They mm-hmm. got a Switch. They're sharing. Did you get um, that set up yet? So, yeah, they, they, I, I talked to them multiple times. They got it set up. <laughs> um, I gave them their their Christmas present early because I know my dad is going to not want to continue playing with that Wiimote, the Joy-Con sideways. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, so I gave them the Pro Controller, which the newest Pro Controllers are so nice. I want a new one. What, what's the difference? Uh, just like like the buttons. There's like a back like trigger buttons. Oh, cool. Now, like uh, like <clears throat> on the hand thing, mm-hmm. and then there's like a couple other customized buttons on the bottom, and then also the texture on it. It's different. Cool. I like that. Uh, yeah, we we're, um, we're probably just gonna use the pro controller we have until it's broken. I know. <laughs> I, I can't like justify like getting another one, but it's so much nicer than the one we have. It's so nuts, like uh, that I would never like it, no every system I've ever had, like I've never bought an additional controller because like I always like I just like I can't justify another sixty dollars. I could spend that on a game. I just the controllers are so expensive. Um <clears throat> so I I gave that to my parents. They appreciated it. I helped them uh set it up. Mm-hmm. Figured out how to pair them, showed them like what things, a couple things meant on there. Um, got them. My mom couldn't. My mom downloaded Tetris ninety nine, which is nice. the game I was going to suggest to her. I've been very, but she, been very curious about but that she game. Couldn't, she couldn't figure it out because she didn't know that it was like an online thing. I see. So like, so like, she just like it kept doing these messages about online, and she's like, I like I'm connected to online, and she kept getting mad, so she didn't play it. <laughs> so I showed her like I was like, hey, this is, it. and then she played a couple rounds. She's like, this is. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, bought them some Nintendo stuff, put it on their Switch, and then um, and then purchased the single player ga- version of that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for her, and then suggested Skyrim and 
my dad's already played Diablo 3 on PC. Uh, so, but I was like, you can play it on console too, dad. <laughs> you're like, shut uh, up, you're lying. <laughs> no, he was, he was really excited. He's like, Is, do they have other games? Is StarCraft on it? He's like, no, StarCraft doesn't want to be on here. Yeah. He got like super sad and excited. Yeah. Like, it's not dead. He played himself on um, that one though. <laughs> so I feel like a bunch of games I've like suggested. Um, I suggested for them to get snipper clips to get used to the controller. Yeah, don't, don't play snipper uh, clips with Sinead though. <laughs> Because she will accuse yeah, you of yeah. being intentionally obtuse, as opposed no, I to. I warn them. I would never play with them. And then, <laughs> uh, and then, like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, things that like, even though they both like different kinds of games. Yeah. And then all the different Sudoku games for my mom, and like the Jeweled and things like that that she loves. Um, and then I bought her uh, actually over here Animal Crossing for nice. Christmas. Nice. She doesn't know um, it yet, though, right? Huh? She doesn't know it yet, right? No, okay. and she doesn't watch this. It's fine, but yeah. also, um, but she knows like me and my sister play, and I think it's just the game to get her off Facebook. Is your mom like <laughs> crazy on Facebook or something? Cool. Yeah. Social media mom. I'm gonna add your mom on Facebook. Yeah. So like last job, I like last job that I had, I had people like at my work, like on my Facebook. Why um, would you ever do that? Well, and because some of them I was like friends with or like that, sure. and I saw my mom. I was looking for like a new job, and instead of like just messaging me, she like put it on my fucking Facebook <laughs> wall, like all these like all these job postings. She's like, "Here you go, Sinead." I'm like, "Thanks, mom. I appreciate the support. Like me telling you I'm un- unhappy and like you looking out." That's really funny. like DM that. Yeah. DM. I'll get you fired. Uh, well, I mean, someone did bring it up. They're like, so I was like. I, mom was doing it for Birdo. <laughs> Shanae, when you, when you used Facebook, were you the type of person to put where you worked on your Facebook? Um, when I worked at GameStop in like, when I was like 21, yeah. Um, cause I, I feel like with the stuff that I say on Facebook, I never, I will never put my employer on Facebook. <laughs> I'm too, yeah. I'm too politically angry all the time. And I'm not trying. I think to it's my been job. like six or seven years since yeah. I've done that. But um, I mean, it's on my LinkedIn. Sure. <laughs> and you're a grown. And, and I and I and I use LinkedIn more than I use Facebook. You're a grown ass grown up with a LinkedIn profile. Oh, and then when it, when we have like guest speakers at work from like different parts of the company, yeah. I will like look up look them up on LinkedIn to see like what degree they got and how they got into their position. I'm that person. Cool. You're cyber stalking some somewhere. <laughs> well, I just like I want to know how people did stuff because like they make so much more money than me, and I make so little, and I want to make as much as they do. So like, how did they do that? Yeah. So the answer is to go get a degree and put yourself in debt so it evens out, no matter how much money you make. And have have rich parents. <laughs> yeah. Be be super lucky on timing and yep. great at networking. Hell yeah! We sh- look if we had gone to if we had gone to college in the eighties, we would have been set. But, oh my gosh! Should we like start a new podcast where we just tell people about how to be professional? <laughs> yeah, just like just. All right, so step one: make a time machine. Step two: go back to the eighties. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. So I've been doing. So I've been also playing. Like I said, I bought Mario Kart. Played that. Yeah. Um, and then um, played so played Tetris as well on another console, and then um. 
Yeah, that's about it. Mm. Honestly, like, uh, I've been pretty busy with work. I've been doing a pretty exciting project that um, hopefully will shortly bring me more money. Sure. Um, and then, like, but probably would be, like, long-term. But, and then uh, just holidays and everything. Yeah. Right on. Well. Doing customer service during Black Friday. Yeah. That's not me, though. So I'm feeling pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, you should look, you should enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, not a good existence. Yeah. Uh, I will never... You know, I don't remember the last time I got, got caught up in Black Friday stuff at, at a job. But I don't ever want that to be my my day again. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as bad as, like, GameStop times. GameStop times, I got spit on. Yeah. Shanae, I we have to... I think both of us are at a point in our lives where I think it's now time for us to formally put GameStop behind us. I worked at GameStop 10 years ago. I'd like to I'd like to bury that part of my life. I never want to remember GameStop. I'm just, again. I'm just still holding on to so much so much pain and hurt from yeah. that job. Uh, uh but also like I just did, I did it for like what, 6 years? Yeah. yeah. So, I uh and I'm about to be 30. So it's a good it's a good chunk of my life. It's a fifth of my life I've spent at GameStop. Yeah. Uh, it's just probably it's the second worst job I've ever had. Um, uh, a lot of bad jobs, but um, yeah. <laughs> but not speaking of bad jobs, though, I will say like this one's actually been pretty sweet. Um, you had a topic for us today. Yeah, so uh, we are coming up on what is one year of this pandemic. Um, so let's say. Most places do it, uh, starting lockdowns in March, yeah. but normally late March. Yeah. So let's just like, for even sake, say early March. Yeah. So uh, it's about to be, so it's nine months of this? Nine yeah. months. Nine months. Uh, so, you know, three, you know, it's getting, we're coming up. Uh, one year is closing in based on like how rapid, like how, how. Uh, and 2020 is almost done and 2020 yeah. even before the pandemic was kind of shit it's funny because... i mean there was those it started off with like what those fires in january what happened in february no i no you're forgetting the chicken sandwiches you're forgetting the, the the country tore itself apart over the chicken sandwiches what chicken sandwiches the fucking popeye chicken sandwiches that everyone is going crazy over and they're because... i don't remember exactly that's how crazy this year has been. I feel like, I was like, that sounds so benign. I was like, who could get mad at Popeye's chicken sandwich? It was not that people were angry at chicken sandwiches. They were angry at the scarcity of said sandwiches. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just, it was hard to get those sandwiches because... Oh, they... kill, uh, murder hornets. That yeah. also happened then mur- this year. Uh, murder hornets happened after the chicken sandwiches, but also happened after we almost found ourselves in a third world war, which is, these are things that people have forgotten about because this pandemic has eclipsed like our daily lives. Right. And, um, and because of it, uh, this year has probably been one of the more stressful years in recent memory. I think for most everybody who isn't a billionaire or a politician, 
and I think that a lot of it has to do with there's a lot of isolation that we're dealing with. And then some of us who have uh, who have either contracted the virus or have families who have contracted the virus and unfortunately lost uh, loved ones and friends to the virus. And so it's just been a very trying time. And I think that this ga- this 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 whole situation has done a lot uh, to affect the mental health, I think, of, of everybody. And I, so a lot of the times when I'm dealing with something particularly stressful or I'm dealing with something that's taxing my mental and emotional health, I will retreat into the world of video games um, to kind of, you know... It's a good world. It's a way, it's a way to that I escape. Uh, and I think for a lot of people who play video games as a hobby would be able to say the same. Um, but I wanted to, I guess, talk about uh, the ways in which we have used video games to kind of cope uh, with our circumstances and kind of talk about, like, kind of, you know, where do we go uh, when we play these games? Because I think that uh, a big part of playing video games, especially right now, is... Um, you know, finding somewhere else to be that isn't affected by this stuff, and and how I think a lot, I think most people who play video games, even people who don't regularly play video games, have talked about um, how therapeutic uh, Animal Crossing was for them, especially when it came out back in March. And um, yeah, no, it it uh, it saved so many people. Yeah. Uh, like, and uh, I don't mean to say like, oh, it's like the like the only thing or that like oh all these people would have like done something terrible or have had something yeah. terrible to them but yeah. like like mental health wise it has saved so many people like in mental like anguish because it's it's bright it's happy there's no pressure to do anything yeah it's all self-driven all these people just like want to talk to you and be your neighbors and not have to wear a mask <laughs> and it's uh so so it goes or if you want to like you know give them masks to where they can yeah you can create your own neighborhood ecosphere yeah and it also just like created like a bunch of communities like i remember like i mean so many people i know like have watched so many animal youtuber or animal crossing youtubers yeah. like finding their dreamy doing their thing and like i've seen like a lot of like uh, like streamers and stuff like hit success they were like, like a smaller channel until animal crossing came out um i like there's like a guy who um dubbed over like is or is working on dubbing all over the hamilton songs with like mm-hmm. animal crossing videos yeah. of that and like i think got to like meet and talk to like some of the cast and that's super exciting and that probably wouldn't have happened without the pandemic <laughs> yeah and i i think that and I don't want to. I don't want to make this all about Animal Crossing, but I will say. I mean, no, but I just, but I do want to like. Yeah. Say that, like, obviously, like I played a lot of Animal Crossing. It's ha- like, it's been one of the games, few games I've talked about in the past. Like me and my sister can play, where yeah. she actually can teach me things. So I, I think that the big thing about about why Animal Crossing kind of struck that chord with so many people is when you play it, it almost feels like it's like a nice dream that you're in where just everything is okay nothing is really there's nothing really wrong like the worst thing that happens is sometimes of somebody's a little bit annoyed about something but it's always resolved in a couple of minutes they, they lost a notebook yeah Some grass has grown where it doesn't need to be it's just like um <laughs> there, are, there are no 
there are no like huge problems. There's not like a, a, a an urgent crisis. Nothing's not to deal fixable. With. Yeah, there's not there's not an urgent crisis to deal with. You know, we're not like Animal Crossing. You know, you're not dealing with climate disaster. You're not worried about a plague. You're worried. The thing you're worried about is like, where am I going to put these flowers? Or, you know, how many oranges am I going to pick today? You know, it's things like that. And it's just like, it's just a nice, relaxing thing. And it's just like, it is just, I think it is just so um, disparate from what the present reality is that it's just immediately attractive to people because it's just like, it's just, it's so low stakes and it's so like, it's just like warm and it just feels, it feels nice to be there. Um it's it's interactive with other people yeah. as you want it to be. And that's another thing too is it, um, like, it lets you it lets you hang out with your friends, which is something that most of us haven't been able to do for the last nine months. Uh, and and also like you can just be stupid creative with it. Like I like I think I talked about it before, like people creating turning their entire island into an obstacle course where you start doing the obstacle course like as yeah. soon as you get out of the plane like and you have to go through it yeah. or people just like making their island look like mario uh yeah. <laughs> and it's it's, uh, it's it's like a therapy i think for people and i and and i will i will say that i, I want to come out and say that like i don't think it's an actual replacement for like actual professional therapy no. uh i think honestly everybody should be in therapy uh but i think that it is a good um it is a good. It's a good little momentary. It's like a. It's a, it's a break, you know. It's a. It's a break that we you can take, uh, for as long or as little as you like because there's like ev- like there's no such. There's always a stopping point, right? Like in, in Animal Crossing, you just decide like I'm done playing right now, and then you're just it's fine, right? So that's why I think that game has helped so many people escape. But I think also like I think about like other games, like other genres of games that we play that help us to. You know, escape into, like, I know it, it sounds cliche and it's kind of cheesy, but, like, for, like, just be someone else for a little while, right? And I think that games have always kind of been that, is assuming the role of someone else. But I think that the idea of, like, being... So, so- w- would some call that a power fantasy? <laughs> Shanae Howard would. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was 2016 Shanae mean- Howard's favorite term. But, yeah. Because these are people who live in a world where, like, this shit isn't happening, right? And, like, you don't have the power. You have a bunch of unfixable problems with no actual solutions. At least not for, like, nothing that you can do. I mean, unless you are very educated and already in the medical field, there's not really much you can do to change the fact that this virus is existing, killing people. Yeah. Besides be safe and, like, take care of it. Yeah. Um, Or take care of, like, yourself or whatever. But, like... Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I I do think that like because of that, and because people are like, well, you know, I can't really do anything else. That I know, like a lot of people have gotten like back into old games. Like I know a lot of other people that have like been replaying the Halo Master Chief Collection as well. Yeah. And my sister actually bought and is getting really into Splatoon, and it's never a game that I thought that she would pick up or enjoy or try to get good at. Yeah. Um and. I think it's forcing a lot of people as far as like their own library to kind of reevaluate it. And I mean, at least for mine, cause I'm like, I can't be buying all these games. I don't know about my job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know now, but back then sure. I was like, all right. Cause I think that at the start of this, like nobody, like nobody knew like how secure their job really was because like, 
we didn't like we didn't ever dealt with anything like this before, right? And so we nobody really knew like what was going to happen with their job. And then at this point, you're able to make a determination of like a better determination of your job security. So, uh, but I think this is this has been like this this period this long period of like staying indoors for people who who enjoy video games as a hobby has kind of allowed them to really um, to kind of de-stress has allowed them to you know kind of rediscover. Uh, kind of rediscovered the hobby a little bit. For example, you know, just last night, uh, Kaylee hooked up a PS3 in our bedroom, and like it's weird, right? Because we, like we have, you know, we have a PlayStation Four. The PS, the PS5 is out now, but like it's weird. It's it's weird and honestly refreshing about how excited I was that that PS3 was hooked up. Uh, because it's like look at all these these games that like. Either I didn't get to play, or I haven't played in such a long time. Like now, I can just I can just play them, and I can play them in bed now. Uh, like we just we were just playing Mass Effect One <laughs> a few hours ago on the PS3, and it was just it was just a really cool. Like it's like this actually feels like like it felt almost new again, right? And um, and I think that the the circumstances that we find ourselves in with all this, with outside of work, uh, we find ourselves with all this time because we don't really social engagements aren't really a thing for those of us who are you know, being as responsible as possible. And Uh, even then, if, like, say, like, you're doing Zoom calls and things like that, like, pretty regularly and, like, and stuff like that, like, you're not having the drive time. You're not having the get-ready time. You only got to fuss up the the top half. The bottom half, you can leave in those sweatpants. Yeah. So, I mean, it just really, like, so not, like, so not only, even if you are, like, more of a social person, like, you still have all this extra free time. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's really cool to, like, I, it's really cool to like look back on these games and be like, look, I can play, I can play these games that I never had a chance to, or never had time to go back and find. Um, and I think that, you know, again, I think it's very attractive to be able to inhabit a world or a universe where the shit that we're dealing with isn't happening. Um, and I think that it's good to be able to have that kind of break. And I think you, I think people find that in all different ways, right? Like if you like books, you escape into your books. If you like movies, you escape into your movies. But for people who really enjoy video games, I think that it's it's really nice to be able to find these little pockets of like fictional existence where you can be just like, well, look at this giant crowd of people that I'm in right now. There's no communicable virus to speak of, and so it's like, <laughs> this is a very low stakes situation. Uh, I mean, you. Can, I mean, very rarely does Among Us turn into like you being possibly yeah <laughs> uh, like sick from it, and I do I. Uh, so when you brought up this topic earlier, that's one of the things that I was thinking about. I was like, all right, Among Us and Fall Guys both kind of like popped off during this pandemic, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, like, do you th- I think that both would probably be pretty popular. I mean, like, as far as like games themselves, but I don't know if like Among Us would be as popular as it is, like where politicians are playing it yeah, and like all these yeah. things. I don't know if it would be... I don't know if that would happen if it wasn't for it. So I don't know. And I don't really know how this thing popped off, but like Among Us had already, Among Us has already been out for two years. And, I know. And like people haven't played, like they were working, they were about to release Among Us 2 and they were like, oh, well, Among Us, the first game is doing so well. We're just, deal with, we'll just focus on that. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that I wouldn't want to call it a silver lining because I don't know that there are a lot of silver linings to the situation, but I, I will still find the silver lining in every like terrible event. It's how you get through it. Yeah. But I think that like just this period of, of staying inside has made people like, well, let me check out something that I didn't really feel like I had time for before. 
and I think that like people just gravitated toward Among Us as, and I feel like it's like a, it's a really cool because it's like it's a it's a distraction, but it's like it's in like these bite sized 10, 15 minute chunks, right? And like you play, you can play some Among Us with your friends, like people play with their families and and like you know their their friends groups that they can't see in a long time, they haven't seen in a long time, and they just and that's that's their hangout, right? That's how they that's how they get together now. When we used to people do. People do it at work, yeah. like, uh, like I mean, not right now, but like whenever it's slower, like people like will just like in a like a thing, just like, hey, we're gonna do this Among Us game, because like normally we would talk in the office and like yeah. hang out with each other to an extent, and we can't do that now. Right, right. So, and I, I think that this has been, I think that this has been really, really, uh, really informed the way that we kind of now ingest video games, because I think that. When you are, when you're in a situation where your biggest hobby is just like less than ten feet away at all times, then it's really it's really easy to just find yourself playing more of it. Um, but I think it's I feel like, like I feel like it's helped me because I I remember at the beginning of this whole thing when I was getting really really scared like like in April and like March and April when I was like really really scared about the future and what was going to happen. I think that yeah, like being able to turn off the news and just like, well, I don't want to look, I don't want to keep looking at my phone and seeing and seeing this shit. That's like really, 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 really like stressing me out. And so like, let me just play, let me play my games to like, like to like deter me from that. And I got to the point where I guess now we're nine months in and you know, when I feel myself feeling anxious about, you know where the future is going, and you know what's gonna what's gonna happen. What's what's next month gonna be like? I play my game, and you know that that worry doesn't necessarily go away, but it becomes a lot more bearable because now I'm I'm really focused on on you know what I'm doing in Valhalla or or Mortal Kombat or what have you. Um, it, like having like especially games like Valhalla or games like Mortal Kombat that that where I have what I believe to be like tangible tangible goals that I can shoot toward to kind of just let me focus my attention on this and away from the goal of for a little you while. You feel but... strong and badass while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, because I think that, like, the whole idea of constantly worry, being worried about, like, man, I really hope I don't catch this virus. Like, that, that constant worry is just, it's exhausting. And so having these these few hours to think about not that, but instead, you know, what, like, like how the story in England is going to unfold with these Vikings or... Like focusing for like three hours on like nailing this combo that I that I want to perfect, you know. It's just things like that uh, help distract me from it. Yeah, and I do find like this is just like personal experience so far with this pandemic. I do feel like very much like less that I shouldn't be spending as much time playing video games as I as I did. Yeah. Because there's times like I'm playing, I'm like, shit, like I gotta go do this. My mom wanted me to drop off this. Yeah. I gotta go like stop at this store before it closes. Like I have to do all these things or like, uh, like, you know, I'm obviously like not working at home. So I'm like, oh shit, like the laundry needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. Now that I work from home and, and I'm terrified to go outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I'm just like, you know, like. I don't have anything else to do. And I do feel like I'm kind of like enjoying it more and 
paying attention and not like multitasking as much when I play the games. Like, because yeah. before I'd be like on my phone, I still like checking it, like while playing God of War. I would like pause it to like do stuff like, oh shit, like, I gotta go run this errand or like this yeah. person, like, drop the bar and I gotta go pick them up. Um, yeah, like, none of that happens. So I do feel like for me, at least, it, like, that anxiety where I'm just like, oh shit, like, I'm not doing enough has helped a lot when it comes with playing games yeah. and reading books too. Yeah. Um, Anytime the, I sit down too long, I'm always just like, shit. I think part of it is something? that like you feel you feel safe and responsible staying home and playing video <laughs> games as opposed to like going yes. out to a bar with your friends. Like, like I and that's that's kind of like one of the things that I, mean, I there's, there's no one to look at LinkedIn, like no one to look up at home. Yeah. I already know what mine says. <laughs> I know what Berto says. <laughs> and that you know, like, like look how we're like, look how responsible I'm being. I'm staying in here playing PlayStation while my friends are out at the bar or or whatever. Well, I mean, not my friends, but like acquaintances, maybe. Sure, uh, but you know, and I I think that definitely adds like a, a an air of justification to it. But um, you know, I I think that also it has kind of also colored my. Uh, uh, perception of how I take in like stories from video games, like I I wonder I, I I can't help but wonder if some of the stories that I've been watching in these games would have affected me the same way if I weren't in the state that I'm in, it's like mentally and emotionally as a result. Obviously of not. Uh, like like I um I'm not gonna say I'm not, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but uh miles like after playing through miles morales i was like holy shit i'm crying right now because this is this shit is so emotional and i and it, granted like i've cried playing video games before but i'm not always, i'm not 100 certain if like this particular i think it would have i think it would have moved me in some way but i don't know if it would have necessarily moved me to tears the way that it did um and i think that that comes from a little bit of an increase into vulnerability that, that i that i have because of everything that's going on um but it, it helped also like with the like you know black lives matter yeah uh yeah. and like the u.s and stuff and like all of that like the police brutality and like all of that coming out i don't know if it would have been i mean of course it's a big deal but i don't know if it would have been as big of a movement if it wasn't for the pandemic because people would have so many things to distract them where like people that are like maybe being vocal or at least like showing some support even if, like, they may not have before. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, I don't know if, like, I'm not saying, like, that's the reason why that game moved you so much or the yeah. only reason on that. But I think that with that, the pandemic and everything else, I can definitely see, like, I mean, all of us, I think, are, I mean, we don't know what we'd be like if we could go outside. Yeah. If I could experience the world <laughs> and go and, uh, you know, visit those three cities I was planning on visiting yeah. or spend the first year of my marriage any way else yeah yeah and, and, you know I've, I've thought about that you know and um kaylee made a very interesting comment the other the other night about how like i mean full disclosure you know we're both we're both atheists and you know we we like we both you know we both think you know you only get one go around uh right? yeah and like the whole idea same same thing like this is like you only get one go around but like a year of our go around is spent like not doing like anything because we can't do anything. And it's just, and I, I don't mean to like say that like we've had it, like, like this is the hardest humans have ever had it. And I, I'm not saying that, but I, I think that this is definitely one of the more 
uh, difficult things that I've dealt with and, you know, and in my time being alive and, and yeah, it's more of like, what I can't be like going through all the like hover cars. I yeah. gotta be doing this. I gotta be in this time period. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks world. And, and, you know, and Thanks you whoever think... got, got into those bats. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think that also like, you know, you think about things like that where like, you know, people who got married this year and this is how they're spending their first year of their marriage, which is, Oh yeah. No, me and Berto have talked about it. And I mean, I don't, I mean, I think we'd probably still, I mean, obviously we're happy with each other now and we'd still be happy, but like, yeah, no, we have like a bunch of vacations planned. Yeah. We're going to like, we were planning on getting a couple's massage soon. <laughs> we were like, like, we were like, uh, we were like thinking about the, end the of idea of getting a massage now. just sounds like a nightmare. Oh, to me. <laughs> I know. I, it was like mid February like when like, things trap. started happening in Seattle yeah. and like California. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, let's, like, wait on the massage and, like, see how this goes. I was like, oh, no. And it was, like, gifted to us, too. So, like, we can only, like, prolong it. We can't, like, <laughs> yeah. get a refund or anything. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I know it's, like, they're all, like, just, like, first world problems. And, I mean, I am fortunate. And my brother is, like, a flight attendant. So, they, like, gifted us, like, tickets to kind of basically anywhere we wanted to go. Yeah. And, like... My best friend has a child that's like a year and a half, or yeah, like a year and a half, and I've yet to meet them. That's crazy. And I was that's planning on doing it this year. Someone's first year of life is spent like this. Uh, yeah, no, it's and then like all these th all these people and like things that I plan on doing, and uh, and I was so excited. Like we're like our first year is going to be amazing. Yeah. All this stuff because like that's what you do as a like a. I mean, like, as a new newly married couple, also what we did, like, was, like, what's our first year going to be like? What's our five year? Like, yeah. all this stuff of what we want. And this was not it. Yeah. So this like, is not what we asked for. So I wonder, <laughs> uh, with you guys playing, you guys starting uh, starting a run of Divinity 2 together, how much, how much of that do you think has to do with the fact that we're in this pandemic and we're just kind of stuck indoors with, and, like, you know, always around whomever we live with. Do you think that that had anything to do with it? No, uh, I mean, to an extent, yes. Because, like, so we had planned on buying, you know, doing all these trips, buying all this stuff. Right. And we had put money aside for all of it. And then the pandemic happened, and we're like, well, all this shit's not going to happen. And I, and once we had the lockdown in March, and, like, we are seeing the numbers of that, I was like, we're not going to go anywhere for a year. So we started working on it then. Yeah. And um so we spent a lot of that money sure Lucky on finishing you. my computer. Yeah. So uh so uh, yeah, so I we wouldn't have gotten um like we wouldn't have finished my computer. Right. We probably wouldn't have bought some of the other things that we've bought and uh and yeah, so I mean like I guess the pandemic has something to do with it, but he wanted to play Divinity as soon as I got a computer. That was the first game he wanted to play with me. Okay. Um, and I, so it would have happened, but probably like not till like 2021 yeah. and then you would hear it. We talk about divinity for a full year. <laughs> so I think, so I'm thinking, I've been thinking about the way that Kaylee, uh, and I play video games together. For those of you who don't know, Kaylee's my, my wife, but, uh, the way that we, the way that my we, play, <laughs> the way that we play video games together, because I think that before the pandemic, when we, when, when we talk about playing video games together, 
we were literally in the same room. (laughs) We we talked. It was more like we were playing the same game, like together, like in a multiplayer setting, right? Oh, gotcha. And then so now, when we say we're playing video games together, we we mean more like we're playing the same game in the same room, but we're playing it separately, right? Because we like, and I and I wonder how much of this, like, because. This whole trophy platinum chasing thing started after the pandemic began, and I wonder how much of that of that drive for us to do that is driven by, you know, well we don't we can't go anywhere and do anything else. And don't get me wrong, it's like it's a really good time because it, it is fun. Like it, trust me, it is very fun getting those platinums. Like I have I have more than tripled the number of platinums that I had bef- since before the pandemic began, and it's hey. Uh- I mean, it's better than me. I started started the pandemic with zero. I'm ending it with zero. <laughs> In fact, I would say I more than quadrupled it. Uh, but um, and I wonder, like you know, because we, you know, we 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 don't, you know, we st- we're at home all the time. And 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 I don't mean to. I don't want to misre- misrepresent myself. I'm, I'm a homebody by nature. So is she. Uh, so we might have been home all the time anyway. But I don't think that much. Yeah, I don't think we would have been home as much, and I th- and I because I think we that a lot of it, like we you know we go to work every day, but when I say go to work, I mean we get out of bed and our our desk is right there because of this is what we're living in right now, and so our video games are still always like at arm's length, and so we have the ability to constantly like be grinding through these trophies like during downtime at work, uh, and I wonder how much of that. Uh, of our ability to do that has been impacted by the pandemic. And I think that like the, the feedback loop and the, like that, that, that injection of dopamine that we get when we get those trophies, is kind of also helping to offset the kind of the anxiety that we have about uh, the circumstance that we find ourselves in. Um, because I think that even like before the pandemic, like, yeah, I had a passing interest in getting trophies, but like, I never actually like, I didn't. I, it was very rare that I played a game. You thought, you thought that they were cool, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but like there was, it was very rare that I would play the game with the express intention of getting all the platinums, right, or getting all the trophies in the in the game. But now, like when I start, like now when I when I buy a game and I start a game, I was like, I think about, I wonder how easy it would be to get the platinum in this game. Like that's my thought, and then I I go and I go for it, um, and I think that it has definitely done a lot toward um, helping me feel like. On you know grand scale, like these trophies, like they don't do anything, right? Like there's no monetary value in them, and there's no like they're not gonna help me get a better job or anything. Uh, but you know there's a there's a feeling of like I feel like I I accomplished something, like I feel like I feel like I I was productive towards something, uh, and I think that's really I think that's really helped as far as you know uh, kind of offsetting the general feeling of it that I think a lot of people are dealing with is like well I'm at home all the time and I'm not feeling very productive because I'm just at home all the time. I can't really go out and do anything. And I'm just sitting around and I feel like working toward those trophies has made me feel more productive. Like I feel like every time, like a trophy, every time I get another trophy, I feel well, yeah, cause like it's, it's a measurable, it's a yeah. measurable goal. Like I have so a, it's something I have a, that like, even though you aren't physically getting something, you can tangibly see yeah. how much you've progressed and it feels like that you haven't because you don't leave your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so you're like, well, no, 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 I've done stuff. Look at all my trophies. <laughs> like, <laughs> you might have been unproductive during the pandemic, but observe. Uh, <laughs> do you see these platinums? Um, <clears throat> though, I do. 
Um, how, so I do have to wrap this up there soon. So do you have any closing thoughts on your topic? Yeah. Um, I think this is this whole thing has hit all of us very hard, albeit in different ways. Um, but if you are somebody who has been struggling with feeling like you're not doing anything or you're not doing enough, uh, just know that you you're doing as much as you can and you should feel valid in that waking up every day and, you know, doing the things that you need to do as much of it as you can is a valid effort and don't feel like you are less than someone else just because they might be doing something different or be doing more extensive activity than you. I think all of us are doing what we can. Even even if they have more platinum trophies. Even if they have more platinum Like, look, don't feel threatened by me. Uh, <laughs> but just take comfort in knowing that what you're doing is enough. And when you find the motivation to do more than what you're doing, you will do it. Uh, so just try to, try to enjoy the day as best you can and don't focus so much on what other people are doing. Just focus on what you're doing and do, do your best. Play video games. Yeah. Get mad trophies. Yeah. Can't get mad trophies. Keep trying. And that's all I got. Okay. Uh, oh. Stay safe and healthy. Yeah. yeah that too. Uh. Before we go, I wanted to. Oh no! I, no! 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 I, no! I mean, like that. We, okay. I know we still got. It, we still got. It. Okay. Okay. So now we gotta do our last, our last segment, which is help me, Tom, <laughs> Tommy One Kenobi. <laughs> you are only hope. Yeah. Where we every week play a game that Tom, uh, one of our co-hosts, has talked about in the past, and um, see if see if it makes us better at video games, but also just like. See the games he likes. Yeah. So. Okay. This week we did. I I don't know if we played the same Danganronpa. I don't. We I did don't, Danganronpa this week. Yeah. So okay. So you go like you tell me which one you played and then I'll. Uh, Trigger Happy. Okay. That is not the one I played. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh. Which one did you play? I played Danganronpa two. Like good. I think it's called Goodbye Despair or something like that. Yeah, I did not play that one. Uh, um, but I think they all play very similar. Yeah, I think only one of them like is an action game, like has like shooting and stuff in it. Maybe that's the one I played. I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on the on the game that you played? Uh, so on mine, we've talked about it before because Tom bought it for me and I played it to make him happy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, he was mildly happy. I didn't finish it, so he was only mild. Um. Yeah. But no, I so I had to restart it because I think it's trigger happy that I have because it's three. I think yeah. that's. I don't know. I don't know. Um, gosh, but yeah, no, I had to restart it because even though I hadn't gotten super far in the game, I had gotten just far enough to forget what I've done. Sure. <laughs> I remember, but now that I remember how to play it, uh, I feel like I'm do I'm doing this first part quicker than last time. Um. It's still a Tom ass game. I still see why he likes it. I also like it. Yeah. I uh, I was I thinking that. I was like, th I was like, this very much seems like a Shanae kind of game. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why he made me play it, because he's, he's like, yeah, I said this is a Tom-ass game, but yeah, I know this is also a Shanae-ass game. I just want to see more murdered students. Sure. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope, I, hope you were, I hope you were rewarded in spades. But, uh, um, I mean, I, I killed a kid again, so. Nice. I mean, yeah. I didn't kill it, but the like. Amer- the American dream, a, a child, as it were. A child died. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so um, I've talked before about how um, quite often uh, Tom's tastes in games and mine uh, will often diverge. diverge. And um, this is one of those times. That's what that trilogy is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh sorry this is definitely one of those times where like i'm i i i could definitely i definitely see actually i can't i don't i don't want i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bullshit uh like i just i don't get it (laughs) like i i don't like i don't get it um like there's do you feel like playing it made you better at video uh it definitely made me a better mouse clicker that's for sure I guess. Oh, uh, you're, if you're clicking over, uh, <laughs> it's just like how many clicks per minute? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like so. I you know I was I went into this game knowing that they're like these games are very much a visual novels type type of game, and also going into it's it. Just, no, it's the fact that there's no there's no platinum for it. The thing, I mean, maybe there is a platinum uh, for it. I, no, it's just that I I've never been like I. I enjoyed the the Phoenix Wright games okay, but like I felt I also felt like those were like at the funny. Very, well they were funny and like I felt like they were slightly more interactive than this game is, and like and that's another thing too is that like I'm I'm listening like I get into the game and everybody's like from what I gather everyone is very confused and I mean it's it's a very jarring thing to happen. Yeah. What happened to you if you didn't play these games? You would also be confused. <laughs> uh, but like, I'm listening to people talk, and like, I, well, I'm listening to them. I'm reading what they're saying. Yeah. And I am just like, the entire time, I'm like, what is happening? Who is? Which, by the way, <laughs> I don't know anybody's name, and I'm just like, I don't understand. You don't have nicknames for them? I, no. Uh, uh, but you love head cannon. It's just, it's just like, and I'm just like. There's certain names that I just like don't know how to spell, but I see that it's like enough, like start with the right letter and has enough yeah. syllables. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is girl with pigtails. Got her. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I I think I think that this game is definitely not for me. I so again, I played Danganronpa two, and I was just, I just think that the whole visual novel thing is just not for me. Um and. Um. You know, I, 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 but I, I can definitely see, like, I think the premise is interesting, um, but I want to be able to play the game more than, like, what I've been allowed to, um, and I, because I think that, that, that's, you know, I've, I've already got enough books to read. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it does have, like, a lot of, like, setup before it kind of, like, gets, like, a pattern. Yeah. Um, from what I've been told, but, um... I will let you know, and anybody who's played Stankin' Wrong games can probably, like, know why, but uh, I still did not get past that part in the last one. <laughs> I, I don't and I, I don't, I can't. I get, I get it one shot before the show. Yeah. Didn't do it. It's so, just... so far, Tom, I appreciate the games that you like, 
but you're too like you're i mean it's two for two for not getting me past this part in the last of us <laughs> i it just i don't know I, like i conduct like i play it and like tom has always been more into the kind of games that are like like i guess back of a better term like kind of off the beaten path like he finds something in a game like he finds something that he feels is novel in a game uh no pun intended uh i know what fuck that pun intended i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sack up and say pun intended even though it wasn't intended but uh it was just i, I don't know it just it seems... everyone knows how funny or not funny you are so it's fine <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, uh but this is, this definitely seems like one of those games where like it's 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 different in the way that i feel like tom has always been, has it's different in the way that that has always appealed to tom and has always kind of repelled me you know and uh but i but i think the thing is like tom likes something different but he likes it and i like this too um to an like, extent, obviously, in different ways. But I like it where it's different, but it doesn't feel like that's the only redeeming quality of yeah. it. Like, I don't want it to be different just to be different. I want it to be like, hey, I want to do this thing. And, like, compared to other visual novels and, like, other games that I've played, like Zero's Escape and 999 and, like, um, all that, I mean, I don't feel like it is vastly different than other, like, Japanese-based games that I've played. Yeah. Um... But I do think that it's, like, super well done. And it is, like, and it is like different enough to, like, a lot of things. But, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think it's a Tom-ass game because it's, because it is different. But also, like, the judgment thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's, and I, and I think that, I think that uh, Tom has always been attracted to games that are, that have something about them that is, very interesting. It's real judgy. Yeah, well, he likes he likes things that are, like he likes, he likes persona. <laughs> well, like whenever when I hear him talk about the games that he's interested in, like even the games that like haven't come out yet, like he's like, well, this is the interesting thing about that game, and this is why that appeals to me because I think that's very interesting, and I and I don't he's he likes when games haven't when games do something that well, not it's a lot different of but not gimmicky. Yeah, and I think that. I and I'm not making any assertions to the quality of this game. Uh, I just think that my tastes don't align with the tastes that are required to enjoy it. Um, but okay, is so it... to cap it off, he didn't help either of us. No, but and um... I, don't, I also don't think that a visual novel <laughs> is a is a great game to uh, to to choose to make yourself better at video games because if you can read, then you're a master already. So. But also, some of it is muscle memory, so you got to so, remember how to read. <laughs> yeah, I've my, look. My eyes have over thirty years of muscle memory. I can read any word. I do think that there is something like to those games, like obviously besides just reading yeah. and the choice. But it's like the choices that you have to make. Yeah, things kind of work. So there is something to be said that is that Danganronpa has things that are novel or yeah. unique about it, even in that sphere. In the in the way that they move compared to other like kind of story uh, yeah, based mean, like visual novel like you're, games you're like solving that. a mystery right and like you're doing all this stuff to like solve a mystery so that's like the hook of the game uh, it's just that like I feel like in order to 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 really invest be like in you know and envelop yourself in that I think that the game has to has to kind of grab you like way before that so you have some kind of investment in like the conclusion of that mystery. 
Uh, but if you are uh, if you like some if you are someone who likes to read, and you like a good mystery, and talking stuffed animals, Danganronpa might be your thing. And murder. And, and murder. And murder. And and a murder most foul, yeah. or many of them. Sure. Many many foul murders. Yeah, foul murders. Um, yeah. Chicken murder. <laughs> but uh. So that's our show this week. Uh-huh. Um. If you want to reach out to us, we have an Instagram. So we're yeah. on Discord. Yep. We have. Uh, if you want to listen to us, we're on like Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. All we're of also them. on the YouTube's. So if you want to see our faces, or in this week Ryan's bubble butt, and <laughs> why don't you just like go and cut that one part out? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then or uh, someone's can... got a rule thirty four me. I know it. That's your wife, Will. Sure. <laughs> I don't think I missed anything. Do... No, you're good. I'll say I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Mm, bye, guys. Later. <laughs>